0: Hey, Jeff! Hey, Eric! How are you? I'm pretty good. I can't find my glasses, and I
1: changed my outfit. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, welcome once again to the original Quarantine Radio. <laughs>
0: ba, 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 ba. Original, 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 <laughs> original, original,
1: original. Let's get some girl to, to dance, and we'll throw some milk at her or whatever. <laughs> uh, yesterday, we went out for the first time in... Man, a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, like, daylight hours. Like, there were people out. We kept our distance. Uh, we we decided to walk through Central you Park. You sound
0: like you went to the zoo. I, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I saw cars. And, uh, yeah. No, it was, it was nice to breathe fresh air. Mm-hmm. It was nice to... Uh, How you say... Yeah. Uh, function walk? like a yeah. human. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, we took two steps into Central Park. Mm-hmm. And yeah there were there were people milling about people were running people were uh you know playing with their kids people were doing normal activities yeah we were like walking onto mars well we did have you we know, looked
0: like we had never been like we looked like scientists
1: <laughs> we were like like this was like all like an experiment it, it was an experiment it was the yeah. first time being outside in quite a long time so two steps into central park mm-hmm. we get recognized Got recognized shout out to sunny the kid who stopped his golf cart he works for central park yep stopped his golf cart and was like it's the real and we're like hey from behind our masks and he's like but which that's the weird thing what that it's
0: hard to maintain like normal non-social distance like you want to have an actual conversation with the person yeah you
1: want to dap someone up you want to couldn't do it i'm a hugger couldn't do that. I'm like a, I'm, a, I'm a handshake into a hug. Couldn't do it. No, outlawed. Outlawed. Done. Would have gotten arrested. Can't do, can't do hugs, I think, till 2025, I thought I saw. That is... Uh... Can't hug till then. Can't hug. Sorry. Yeah. Um, Daps, though. Coming back strong. <laughs> strong. Yeah. strong. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, 2023. <laughs> knocking two years off. <laughs> then, so we made our way across the park, mm-hmm. and you called up our friends, Kat and Shinsuke, yep. who live on the east side. And you said, "Hey, if you want a social distance, hang out.
0: We're no, over don't here. Don't make it
1: sound like I'm like a dork." No, no, yeah. <laughs> what was your What was the proper verbiage? I was like, hey. "Yo, <laughs> <laughs> excuse me, guys. Will you come downstairs and stand six feet away from me?" I know. Well, anyway, it was nice. It was nice to see them from. We stood less than six feet away from them. Did you notice that? I tried to keep my distance, Jeff. You speak for yourself. I was all up in their business.
0: <laughs> I was I was you were trying to get a
1: hug. <laughs> yeah. I was like, not I, allowed. I need human contact. Um, Jeff, uh, before we get into today's podcast, mm-hmm. I just want to tell the people out there, thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for uh, all the feedback. It's been awesome to see you guys get excited for episodes with the locks or Griselda or uh, Black Thought or uh, Issa Rae. Keep going. Um, Name all 70 people, 77 people. No, it's oh, it's way more than that. Is it? Yeah. If we've done, let's do the math real quick. Quick maths. Yeah. If we've done 28 episodes this point, and you oh. times that by three, yeah. that you is... You say times that, like you're like in elementary school? It's, yeah,
0: it's 84? Yeah. 84 guests. 84 guests. No repeats. No
1: repeats. Not yeah, I mean, we're not doing yet. repeats soon. Yeah. Yeah. I honestly don't well, care. No, it's not, it's not about not caring. It's, well, about, no, it's about... You want to put out a good episode. And you want to have conversations. Return guests do this for us, I think. You get to see where they were a month ago. Mm-hmm. And then get their perspective now. And I think that's cool, you know? Also, I don't feel like emailing. <laughs> for Yeah, for, for different guests. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. I woke up this morning and I was just like,
0: man, fuck
1: this. This.
0: Like everything. Oh. I was, you know, like I feel out of touch with what America's going through. And I'm just like smiling and yucking it up with different celebrities. I'm just like, who cares?
1: But then I'm also just like. This brings happiness to people's lives and maybe that's what matters. So that's how I'm choosing to look at it. Like what we're doing here provides someone out there and people have told us, Jeff. Yeah. People no, have I, emailed, people have messaged us, people have tweeted at us that that this does something and gets them through their, their through their day.
0: Yeah. But if I but that also
1: I do feel insane. Yeah. That yeah, that is true. So. I get that. Yeah. But you know, also, you know, a side effect to all this thing is to uh give us some structure in our day. You know, at least we get to talk to people outside, you know, yeah. through the phone. At least we get some sort of like work done. Imagine if we were doing one podcast a week like we used to do. Oh no, no. I it's not even that that it's like even if I was to
0: talk to like nurses or like somebody who's like somebody who like was was making ends meet, yeah, however it was. Agreed. So, it we would ha- still make me feel terrible. So I don't, I don't know that, that talking to people who are, like, really going through it would make me feel
1: any better. But it's just like – And for the record, we did want – we try, we've tried to reach out to people and get them on the podcast who have been going through different circumstances. Yeah. Uh, you know, people who have had it, people who are uh, working through it, people who are working in situations like that. It's not always easy to uh, get them no, to commit they, to doing yeah. this. Well, in any event yeah. – not to bring down the entire mood. Today. <laughs> on the fact. Oh, no. So I did want to mention, thank you to everybody who is who is really fucking with what we're doing. Yep. Thank you, Jeff. Thank me, Eric. Um, <laughs> and if you guys really want to be a part of this, if you feel like we're doing something good, we're a month in. Mm-hmm. There will be some more of this. Yeah. You know, we have a stay-at-home thing until at least May, May 15th. 15th. It's going to go longer. We're going to do this as long as it takes. Yeah. We, we've made that commitment. If you want to make a commitment to us, the easiest way to do that and the most effective way to do that is to go to patreon.com slash Yeah, We're putting uh, daily content out anyway, and then we're going to put some extra content out on Patreon. Yeah, and uh, what that means is you go there and you can commit a certain amount of money that rolls over every month it could be two dollars a month it could be three dollars a month there are a lot of people who have done that there's a lot of people who've done ten dollars a month and even more but any little bit counts it helps us create it helps us uh help you guys that's that's what we're doing here yeah and today on the podcast jeff today on the podcast is chuck english chuck english from the cool kids a legendary uh just visionary and excellent producer and just all around great dude but also just like such good conversation.
0: Such this this good, is a really good conversation. Yeah. Like, I think that Eric and I committed a long time ago
1: to, we don't want bad conversations. No. like if That's the point. Yeah. That is the point. We don't want to have repeat conversations too much. You don't want to have boring conversations. We're trying, pardon the pun, not to waste your time, you know, and, you and, and not waste hours. Yeah. Jeff, then on the podcast. Naomi Zeichner. Naomi Zeichner, one of our closest friends, a another visionary, and a, a, a true genius mind. She works at YouTube right Mm -hmm. now, which is a very important place for all of us, certainly Mm -hmm. uh, in this household. And, And I think for the greater world, especially as we transition into less live events, we talk about that. And then Jeff... Then we talked to Asher Roth, who's got a new project coming out on April 23rd. Shout out to Asher Roth, who uh, reached out because he saw that we were doing something and wanted to be a part of it. And he is doing really great things, staying creative in this time, which is difficult, you know? Also, a lot of people, like we've spoken to, can delay their projects, can decide not to put it out now. He is going through with it. He is doubling down and putting his art out there, and he has something to say. Shout out to Asher Roth. Jeff, now... Let's call out to Los Angeles. Yep. Our friend Chuck, Chuck English. English. Yo, Chuck, what up? What's happening? What's the deal? Yo. <laughs> What's the deal? Chuck, um listen man, uh you're in Los Angeles. These are uh weird times everywhere, but how about like what the streets look like outside where you are?
2: Um in my neighborhood, I would say people are People are pretty smart. There isn't a lot of cars. Uh, you'll catch some jogging, um, but it's been pretty light as far as um, activity, given that I'm in like one of the bigger traffic areas in LA.
1: So if if you go outside and you you want to go like get groceries for the week, yeah. w- how far does that take you, and how do you get there?
2: Um, luckily for me, I got a grocery store next door to
1: my house. Oh, super dope. Yeah, it's like a a, a, a little um,
2: local meat market grocery store like that. I've been just shopping with them, just you know what I mean. I know they're small, uh, like Fonz and Walmart, and them. They don't really need my money like that. Yeah, no. And then going into <clears throat> going into the grocery store is fucked up right now. Like in a funny way, because <laughs> I don't think they thought this shit out. They got people social distancing spaces,
1: yeah, yep. <laughs> so you can
2: stand in the aisle to wait to pay. But the aisle is where people got to get their shit from, Yo. so it's counterproductive. It's like you moving somebody out the way just to grab some paper plates, and then you moving somebody out the way to grab some salt. And it's like you right in their face. Yeah,
0: you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean,
2: like. <laughs> I feel like people mean well, but a lot of this shit is stupid. Like it's not really, like it's not just gonna help.
1: Yeah, just yeah.
2: Standing people four feet, four feet apart, and then everybody just still walking up in your face. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah.
0: All of it is bad. Everything is bad. I um, over here. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh shit! I haven't heard nobody just admit it. Uh, yeah, yeah I'm no. I'm the only one.
1: I'm
2: the <laughs> one. Like. Fuck this, man! I'm not trying to be all positive. It's like we're on punishment. I don't, never been put on punishment by my parents and was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna write a <laughs> script. I'm,
1: <laughs> a I'm
2: gonna fucking, you know what I'm saying? No, I'm we like, we were talking, we
1: were talking with uh, with A Track and Dave One about the fact that like. You know, Dave is like, I don't I don't want your, you know, your good energy to to, you know, make me feel like I can go create something necessarily right now. He's like, I don't wanna force that. I just wanna yeah. wanna it's a very uninspiring time. It's like it you exist. don't have
0: to do hey, that thing.
2: Uninspiring. I don't even like I, before shit got really cracking, I had started watching Ozark. Yeah. And then when I realized like, damn, we really in the house and like I got nothing to do but watch this shit, I was like, I don't wanna watch this.
0: Oh well, I I will say
2: watching TV unless it's my choice, like forcing myself. Totally get that. Because I got shit else to do.
1: Is totally get that. Yeah, it feels like Clockwork Orange at that point, but it is, it is an excellent season of Ozark. I will say that. Yeah. No,
2: yeah, I just got the two. This shit is this shit is the white wire.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's pretty. Wait, do you want us to spoil it for you?
2: (laughs) Nah, don't (laughs) tell me. You, because this is so unpredictable that I'm like alright yeah don't tell me shit I don't want to hear nothing because every single time I watch it I'm like no the fuck they didn't and
3: <laughs>
2: it's, it's, it's just a great show I've been watching um, I'm just watching music YouTube documentaries like like what uh, uh, what's the? Uh, hold on one second. Let me look at the title. Yeah, because this is a really good one. I don't want to share.
0: I swear to God, if you end up saying that like you're just watching this uh, music documentary called Ozark, I'm gonna be super pissed. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, it's called Big Fun in the Big Town. It's a, it's a Dutch uh, documentary about like rap in 1987.
1: Oh, that's awesome. So Wait, they I came like to like watching. New York.
2: Yeah, Dutch like dude came over with a camera and like. Oh yeah. Whatever went over to russell simmons office like right when shit was just getting bubbling it's a really 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 good watch especially if you felt like doing something creative you could watch that and yeah you'll be like all right i'll get back to work how so are like all of those
0: how are russell's fits in the uh in the documentary you said what how are russell's fits
2: oh no this was this was this was like year two russell simmons this yeah was that's like what i'm saying year. yeah oh yeah they Russell looked like he just rolled about the after hours.
1: Yeah, I'm before. sure. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like he had that look on his face for a while. Like shit, I haven't been asleep yet.
1: Um, Chuck, <laughs> leading up to quarantine, uh, were you playing gigs out in town like regularly? And did you have any sense that things would just like come to a sudden stop? That they wouldn't just like trickle out?
2: I got an interesting story because I was in um, China in December.
1: Whoa. Uh, say uh, a
2: function for like airwalk. Whoa! and it was around the time it wasn't in Shanghai um, but it was like around the other side of China so people were already getting like hip to it and the government was kind of like already stepping in slowing certain shit down so when I got back over here right a couple weeks before Christmas my friends in China was like, hey, man, shit got fucking real over here. So I was already kind of hip to the fact Holy like, shit! Oh, okay. So if they're about to start tripping, it's only a matter of time before we get to tripping. So I was just reading up on it. I got WeChat. My aunt lived in China for the past, like, 11 years. My wow. grew up there. So I got, like, that app that they converse through and everything, like, up until Christmas Day was like, hey, we, we're we in the house. We can't leave the house. I was like, what the fuck? And uh, lo and behold, you know, it came here. And I was just more ready than the rest of the people I was telling. They were like, this isn't real. And then the day that, two days before uh, the NBA shut down, I was just telling everybody, like, man, you better go to the grocery store. Yeah, you better go to the grocery store. So, like, the last real day in L.A. was after the, I ran the LA Marathon and like <laughs> literally two days later like couldn't go back outside no more
0: wait you I okay I have a, I have a million questions but you <laughs> ran the LA Marathon
1: yeah oh my god how, how, how you, was have that have you run marathons before
2: No, nah, that was my first one
1: okay so you you trained for like whatever six months beforehand and like worked your I'm way up I'm
2: not even gonna lie I'm not even gonna lie to you uh,
1: you trained for a day before no
2: nah, 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 nah. <laughs> I uh trained about like mentally I was already ready Um, and I in my head I didn't want to go too far training so like I didn't want to like train really hard get to mile 18 and be like bro this shit sucks I'll never
1: (laughs) no of course yeah
2: so I was just like I have no clue what this territory looks like let me like do this shit for real so when I get to mile 18 I don't got no choice but to keep going wow and for real that shit I mean there's a physical aspect to a marathon, but that shit is literally seventy seven to seventy eight percent mental. Unless you're trying to like break a time. Were
1: you were you running at the same pace as anybody else you knew, or were you just like in there solo?
2: Uh, I had a lot of people, but marathons is like you could do it with people, but that shit is still on your own, man. Like yep. you just try to keep up with people, you try to like you know what I'm saying? You could burn out. So like Anybody that's ran a marathon knows you get to like, you get to like mile eighteen, you're like, damn, I did eighteen miles, but you still got eight more to go.
1: Well, how'd that shit feel when you when you passed the the the, the finish line?
2: It was like it was better than it was better than like shit I used to do in sports, like when I was in high school. And Man, I had, I basically I, I had control of my own destiny there, and my goal was to just. I wanted to run across the finish line. I didn't want to walk. I didn't want to, like, be hurt So, shit, my picture, when I took it, when I took it, when I crossed, (laughs) I was still jogging. I was, like, other than being sore from never, ever walking 20 or running 20 miles or 26 miles before, Yep. it was was one of those things, like, an hour beforehand, that shit was terrible. Once I was done, I was, like, I'm going to do it again.
0: Wow, wow. It's,
2: like, one of those things.
0: But then, like, to go from there to now being inside all the time must be like the mind most, yeah. yeah. Mind
2: fuck, <laughs> mind fuck. To do like the most motivating thing of all time, you know? I was like, I was super like, oh, I, I had made a schedule for myself and shit. Like I was getting in order. I'm not like a scheduled person. I kind of just roll with yeah. what comes. But, like yeah. I was about to write out breakfast, run during the day, like you know, itemize my my day type shit. Cause I was like, shit, I ran a marathon. What else can I do? And then literally, three days later, they're like, you can't do shit.
4: <laughs> Man. You
2: figure it out. You ran a marathon one day, and then the next day, you can't do shit for the next month.
1: Chuck, what do you hear back from the Midwest? Because, uh, you know, Detroit and Chicago had become hot spots and certainly uh, a lot of people were, were suffering through this. Uh, what do you hear from, from back home?
2: Uh, it's terrible in Detroit. Uh, I know... Uh, a family member of mine actually passed away from it.
1: I'm
0: um, sorry to hear that. two days ago. Damn.
2: Um, you know, like, I got a situation where my parents have some pre-existing conditions that kind of, like, leave them uh, vulnerable yeah. for it. Yeah, Uh, You know what I'm saying? And and I don't know. It's just one of those things you can be fearful about, but you just kind of got to let the chips fall where they lay and hope that the people that you care about just know how to stay out the way. Yeah. Um but yeah between new york and detroit it just seems like they hit them the worst i haven't really heard too much of uh the california issues yeah Um, like the california hospitals aren't overwhelmed and stuff so yeah yeah
0: everybody's saying that that the west coast has like handled it very very well and that like there's lessons to be learned from um newsome and yeah yeah
2: hey if i could say one thing yeah like that that I lived in California because I always wanted to be in the sun and close to the beach and growing up being, like, a lowrider fan and all that shit. But, like, as it sunk in, it's just, like, this state is expensive as fuck. But, like, when it comes down to it, like, people kind of get in line. And the the powers that be are, like, rational. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're not based in some kind of crazy fundamentalist shit where, you know, they're trying to... Send everybody to church on Sunday during Easter Sunday. Yeah, yeah. If anything, if anybody can see anything about like the life that we're headed towards, is that preacher that was like, "No, God's gonna protect me," and, and he then, then he got it. Yeah, and he died the next day. Crazy.
1: Like, <laughs>
2: you gotta have a better talk with God. Man,
1: I don't think he, Well, maybe I don't he's about he's to should... have that talk <laughs> with God.
2: <laughs> I don't think y'all was on the same page, bro.
1: <laughs> he's about to talk
0: to Saint Peter at the gate and be like, "Hey, you know, I know somebody over there."
2: Yeah man
0: <laughs> Front of the line <laughs> Yeah um, So wait So um, How Are you like still Being able to structure your day The way that you wanted to Like are Are you like still waking up With like a purpose Or is it just like I wake up And I just am Figuring, figuring it out I mean,
1: for
2: the first For the first uh, Two to three weeks I was fighting air I ain't gonna lie uh, I was just swinging on the air Like Yeah train From boys in the hood but Yeah Now um, We'll see what I did what I did fucked up was I watched all my shows and then I made like almost 11 beats a day. And then I got to a point where I was like, I don't even want to hear it. So I gave, I didn't have, you know, my activity that I usually do anymore. So I started cooking all my food. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, oh, I'm over that too. So besides like running and like, just, you know, taking some sort of, uh, mental note, that this isn't regular, and I'm not tripping. And just fuck it. If I just want to sit and watch TikTok for like two hours, <laughs> I'm gonna do that.
1: Have you <laughs> have you learned to do the two C slide? Nah,
2: just, <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that shit. Actually, <laughs> and, and the worst part about it is the song is it, it, insanely catchy. Oh, super catchy.
1: So catchy! Yeah, super catchy. Wait, I
2: feel like. I feel like that was a scientific experiment, bro. Yeah.
0: Well, it was created in a lab. So wait, so which is which is more contagious, the coronavirus or Drake's song?
2: Ouch. Yeah. They go hand in hand.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, now, you
2: know the crazy thing about having like a popular song during this time is that once we get out of this shit, people not going to associate it with a good time, so they ain't going to really rock like that.
1: That is like, weird.
2: I already know that if I step out the house and I hear the Savage Challenge, I'm about to just leave.
1: <laughs> not
2: because not because I don't like that song, yeah. but because now I've been MK ed by that song. And every time I hear it, I'm like, man, shit sucks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but you
0: also need to get off of TikTok. That's the real lesson no, it's to come not this.
2: Just, it's not just on TikTok. You can't do shit without seeing somebody do a Savage Challenge. It was on Twitter, it was on Instagram. I was reading some sort of like music news and it was talking about who somebody else did the Savage Challenge
1: again. I was like, Bro, <laughs> Yo, who's you can't the this. Jeff? Who's the girl that we were talking to uh, Jake one about and his daughter is like in love with this uh, girl? Jojo Siwa. Do you know Jojo Siwa?
2: Uh, yes, I do.
1: Man, apparently, she's crazy, man. Yeah, she's, she's a big deal. <laughs> yeah, she was just made fun of on <laughs> SNL. Yeah,
2: look, you can't predict what these kids are gonna like. That's the that's the that's the ill shit about it. Like. You know, you could try to groom a new star, but, like, that shit ain't gonna work. Because you'll look at some money on YouTube and be like, why are they so big? Oh, they're just unwrapping toys? That's fucking crazy. That's fucking crazy.
1: Chuck, have you found yourself... Have you found yourself uh, watching more Instagram Live than maybe, like, actual TV?
2: I have. uh, I tapped into a couple Instagram Lives. Uh, I think after uh the RZA and Primo I was like oh yeah this is over with," because that was like the best one I ever seen yeah it ain't gonna get no better than that like
1: I did the, I did see this last night community, yeah go ahead the
2: invisible community that you could feel watching that shit like that shit was dope yeah um last night
1: I saw Swiss jumped into ninths um Instagram live and and he was like, yo, we got to do one where you actually cook up a beat, you get some samples, you cook one up, and then he's like, we're going to get Just Blaze to cook up samples. So you guys go back and forth, you get five minutes a piece, and cook it up, and he was like negotiating right there in the live. That's cool. Yeah.
2: That's cool. I don't know how that's going to flow. I know. <laughs> <laughs> like, you would have to practice. Like, you would have to have your sample picked. You can't just, like, yeah, to chop a sample and make it good in five minutes is is almost like trying to run 10 miles in five minutes. Like, yeah. certain <laughs> shit needs pace. You know what I'm saying? But I'm interested in watching it. For sure.
0: Yeah, like, I, uh, I, I like
2: the... I really appreciate the creativity of... Like, even the, even the fucking Demon Time or Quarantine Radio. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. At least that shit was balanced. Like, if there was there was shit that... You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That was yeah. hella, like, ratchet, and then there was shit that was, like, hella <laughs> informative. And as long as... You, it's like having a TV. Like, you could... You know what I'm saying? Watch fucking jackass
0: or you could watch cnn yeah yeah so, i um to took to chuck's point about like uh, making a beat in five minutes i feel like you'd end up with like remember when cassidy was like producing oh, man. and everybody <laughs> just like went on him, and it's just like it's like oh like this is all you could come up with in five minutes or whatever and it's like yeah but it's really hard to do this in five minutes yeah no so. nah, look
2: check it out e- even though cassidy you know, took a uh uh he took that one. He yep. took that one for the team. Yeah. It's nobody that ever started making beats who shit didn't sound like that first, especially like back in the day. Yeah. Now you got clips, you know, people can use loops, all that shit. Like
1: wait, so not everybody is like uh Ryan Leslie in that in that one clip, you know? No.
2: no. <laughs> like you have to work to get to there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the type of shit I do now, but you know, in two thousand three, two thousand four, when like Fruity Loops just came out, you're making beats on like a Casio keyboard. Everybody should sound like Casio. Cas- yeah.
1: Cas- um Chuck. Uh, before we let you go, uh, can you just say a few words about um, the unfortunate and, and tragic loss of, of China?
2: Yeah, um, man, she was just it was just amazing and the crazy part about it is uh, I was writing a movie so I'm like writing a movie that uh, I'm, I'm doing with a couple of my friends and one of the main characters was was based around her playing it mm-hmm. so like when I was writing the script like we were talking about it all the time and uh, like we didn't see each other much but we talked a lot and Man, it's just that's just crazy. She was just the shit. Yeah, I don't know what else much more to say because it's like it's hard to explain something to people that didn't really know someone that well. But she just it's If you knew her, then you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. The the,
1: the handful of times that we were around here here in the city, uh, she was always a bright yeah. light. And uh...
2: yeah, it's just like she got punched. Like. She'll just say some shit, it'll be one sentence, you know what I'm saying? And it'll light you to light up the room where everybody get to laughing. You know, even if she had something critical to say something about some shit, like, you could feel it, you know what I mean? And it's just the the talent, the talent was like, yeah, you could try to be like her, but she was definitely a one-on-one.
0: I mean, like, I I want to know, like, what is it like to grieve in quarantine?
2: It's trash. It's more trash because, like, I, I don't know, man. I take I take life's lumps because they're not going to stop. So when people think, like, shit like this is not going to happen, you know, everybody one day is going to lose their parents or you're going to go first. Like, there's shit that's going to happen. So um, I, like, I'm not uh, pessimistic, but I always live in a, a small little wave of adjust with it. You know what I mean? Like, you can't control it. There's nothing you can do about it. And these things happen. Um, when you know that someone's untimely, like death happens and, you know, people can't go see her or like there can't be, you know, a send off, like that's a little bit harder. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, yeah I, I think that people really like lack for community when you're, you know, it, it, it's a double edged thing, right? Cause I think that more people reach out when there's nobody around them in the immediacy. But I also think that it's like you need that human contact of being able to hug somebody and like you know, being able to like sort of melt in someone's arms. Yeah, you know. We
1: have a friend friend who who lost her grandmother and had to attend a Zoom funeral, and that's just gotta be Oh yeah, I'm not going to that. Other, other, otherworldly. You know. Well, that being said, it wasn't your family, so
0: why would you go there anyway? <laughs> no, I mean, I'm. Saying like, <laughs> you weren't even invited. Yo, like, why are you <laughs> hating from outside the club? You can't even get in.
2: <laughs> I didn't even get the password.
1: That would be. That would be.
2: Even if, even if it was somebody I knew, it's just like, bro, what am I supposed to do? Sit in my computer chair with a suit on? What do I wear? What Yeah. Do I wear to
1: this? Yeah.
2: You know, the Zoom shit is really confused me as to like what are we doing here you know what i mean like why are we why are we, why are we 67 deep in this room? yeah like i can't even i can't even hear you talking
0: yeah like i said everything is bad <laughs>
2: <laughs> everything is bad dude i know did you see that did you see about the guy that created a, a green screen of him or like he basically created the image of looping image of him so he could sit in his Zoom and never be there.
0: (laughs) No, that's (laughs) the smartest thing I've heard. That is great. I only saw the one of the guy in the background interrupting, like opening a door behind him who was already sitting
1: there. Oh, that's great, too. (laughs) This is the ingenuity we need, you know? Yeah,
2: Yeah, we got it, we got it. If we were finding the right scientists, we can come out this bitch swinging, man.
1: I ain't gonna lie. Yo, <laughs> like, listen. We just
2: gotta let the smart people go first.
1: <laughs> <laughs> listen, Chuck. We love you. Take care of yourself out there. Stay indoors I love you guys. as much as you Thank can. You, we'll be we'll be calling to check in and uh, and until we see you the next time, be well. All right. All right, man. You too, Jeff. Let's get on the phone now with Naomi Zeichner Hello, Naomi. Hey. Hi. <laughs> How are you?
4: I'm pretty good. What's up, guys?
1: Uh, we're hanging in, you know? It's sort of day by day, moment by moment. Um, how has your weekend differentiated from your weekday? Ooh.
4: You know, this weekend, I actually feel like there was some significant delineation in that I walked to bed which is two miles from my house, Nice. Um, to go check in on my boyfriend's roommate, who's now there alone. Nice. Um, and walked back. So it was like, took a whole trip.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, like, were you able to interact with the, with your, uh, who is it? Sorry. Your boyfriend's roommate. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Correct. Yes. Because you know, I don't, I, I, we have, my boyfriend was there for a while. So since the beginning of this lockdown, the three of us have interacted only with each other. Um, so yes, they are in the fam.
0: Okay, cool. I, cause like in my head I was like, not, not, uh, not a
1: dog. I was like, just, right. yeah. <laughs> They've left the dog behind. Yeah. And Naomi went two miles to feed the dog. <laughs> this is going to be like, you know, when you tell your children one day, Naomi, you're going to be like, I used to walk two miles to go feed. To bedside, yeah, <laughs> This
4: motherfucker. Exactly.
1: Um, Naomi, how is your day structured during the week? Like, do you have a schedule that has kept things quote unquote normal?
4: So I, it's it's kind of interesting, right? Like I, I'm still working. Um, I'm very grateful to still have a job that is actually, if anything, may, maybe even more busy right now than usual. Yeah. Um, but you know, and also, so I work at YouTube and Google and we, I work already across many offices. Like our team is an international team and people are utilizing, or we sort of, we, it's, it's been a part of my life in the three years that I've been in this job to use video conferencing every day. So it's really, it wasn't atypical before this that I would be on six to 10 video calls a day, let's say. So that's, that's pretty much what I'm doing. I think my, my calls usually start in like the 10 o'clock hour and wrap up before six. Um, Are you
1: able to separate yourself for like a real lunch break?
4: So I just ate a sweet potato so, <laughs> <laughs> in the like, and I just squeezed in a call in the two minutes before we, uh, we spoke uh, very efficient, quick two minute call. And so yes and no. I mean, I think frankly, it's always been difficult for me to pause for meals during the day. I think it's just difficult for me to have a like a consistent routine and structure in general um and you know if there's like work to be done i always just want to do it right that second or maybe yeah. then i forget it so um i mean but i mean we're eating good you know and
1: and you're able to turn your brain off at the end of the day as well
4: no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when i've ever been able to do that i think something that i'm having a hard time with is you know at a platform like youtube obviously i think we're working really hard and in some cases trying to fast track things that might otherwise take um longer right to really respond and and make things cool for artists and our partners right now right and by cool i mean like help them yeah (laughs) and and so there's just like a lot going on at work and i actually find that you know in my previous life i i was a journalist and i was reading the news and reading the internet all day, every day. Right now I'm not really able to do that at the same time that I work. So I find um, both like right when I wake up and then in the evenings and before I go to sleep that I really, like I want to know what's going on in the world. It's an important um, piece of being able to do my job well, but it takes like actual real time, right. To spend time on social or to, to spend time reading the news. Um, So I find that like, I'm feeling like starved for those things. Like I, I need like, almost like two hours at night to read news and, but I just don't actually have that time. Yeah. yeah. You know, and it's also really important to spend two hours at night, like being present with my partner and enjoying our lives because it's always important, but I think it's especially important right now. So that's, it's definitely a struggle for me when I, when I used, like when I used to work from home and was living alone, I like would often sort of like, close laptop put on podcast or something and kind of like specifically really like listen to somebody else speak for a while Mm. um it's a little harder to do that with somebody else in the house
0: yeah um you know everybody's talking about how podcast listening is down uh music listening is down are youtube's numbers also down or is it just like going up because everybody is just watching like short-form content
4: so my understanding right, is that with music specifically, passive consumption is down, right? So every playlist on in the background of a restaurant or the radio in people's cars, Um, you know, podcasts people listen to on their commutes and stuff, gym playlists, like all of that is down, but that active consumption, kind of people searching for things is actually up, right? Which is in general, I think, less of a common behavior than people think, right? So much of music listening is happening kind of um, passively. So that's interesting. And then I think on YouTube, we've seen like a real spike in um, a bunch of different specific content verticals, right? Like meditation, yoga, cooking, Hmm. Praying. Um, I think people are using like need YouTube now in in sort of not not necessarily new ways, but just have a, a more acute need for specific types of content than ever. Um, And we're seeing a lot of that. And of course, right, on the music side, like live performance and people sort of finding new ways to share, whether that's like archival concert footage, right? Like bands like Metallica and Radiohead have been like unleashing uh, a ton of archival content, like and end up people going crazy, right? Artists in Brazil are seeing three million concurrents on live streams for performances. Wow. Um, But also like tiny baby artists you've never heard of are uploading really amazing, arresting stuff like from their, their bedrooms or figuring out how to make music videos over you know hangouts or whatever like i think we're seeing a lot of really interesting content and this is what i'm talking about that like two hours at night that i don't have like for <laughs> me like i just want to huff this shit like i want to yeah, understand yeah. um how people are figuring out these problems so that i can try to share good ideas with other people um but it takes time so it's hard to take it all in
1: yeah we um we have uh, dedicated uh Half an hour every day to doing yoga with Adrian, who is huge on uh, on on, oh, yeah? on YouTube. Yeah, and, Love and it's yoga
4: with Adrian. <laughs> it's
1: been fantastic. And shout out to Adrian and everybody who the I millions hope she sponsors and us. millions and millions of people who are doing it as well. Yeah, um, Naomi, we've known you uh, for a long time, and and a lot of our favorite interactions have been in the live music space. You know, we've been to festivals together, we've been to concerts together. Knowing now that a lot of venues are afraid uh, to you know, take on liability for what may be a year and a half moving forward now. And certainly festivals are not going to happen. And live performances are, like you said, changing to more of the digital space. What are you going to miss most about the festivals and the live performance uh, area?
4: I mean, I think on the, the, the first thing that just like breaks my heart and makes me feel so crushed right is what is that experience just for the artist right it's the foundation of their revenue um so when you think about you know i think about artists as humans right and like yeah. it, it's they're they're losing a significant portion of their job no matter how amazing they're still doing it creating content and creating music um so that, breaks my heart and I think right what touring is for so many artists is a way to grow right they sort of also for their songs to grow to really like get feedback and Mm -hmm. understand what their fans need and build that relationship and like grow as an artist um so I miss like seeing that happen and people doing that and getting to see people's new visuals or how they perform a song or how their stage banter is going at that point. Um, like, that's what I like going to concerts to see, to just sort of learn about where an artist is at. Um, but I think also, right, like like you're saying, I, I, you know, the way I, one of the ways I got to know you guys was bumping into you at various things in New York and whether that was like a listening session or a live show or whatever. And I think the music industry is so based on relationships and networking and that's how you meet new people. And, you know, sometimes somebody that you met out you know for five minutes you know three years later you figure out a way you might work together and it can be life-changing for you both so yeah. i think and and that's not just if you're sort of on the come up right it's also for established people who sort of need to meet new people all the time to plug into different opportunities and to learn from so i just think like not not necessarily for me personally but just at large like i think about all of the connections that won't be made and yeah. that's that's really tough yeah
0: um, you know, we're doing this episode with both, uh, Chuck English and Asher Roth as well as you. And so we were wondering if there's any stories you have about the cool kids and, uh, or about Asher, you know, you were a music journalist, like you said, you were the editor of, uh, Fader for a very long time. So I, I wonder if you have any stories about them.
4: Oh my God. Well, first of all, it's just an honor to be featured next to Asher Roth. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, so I actually, I, I, don't think I've ever met Asher, but I was in college When I Love College was out. Um, So I feel like we're like a part of the same um, sort of like rock layer of the internet. And, you know, I just, I'm thinking a lot about college right now because I'm thinking a lot about the last recession. And like, I, I feel like the last time I felt like this in my life and that my friends felt like this in our lives was when we were about to graduate in 2008. And it was just super unclear, like, if jobs would ever be available, if we would ever be able to have homes or families. And, You know, I'm feeling that. I think a lot of people are feeling that way right now. It's like a really like existential crisis moment. Um, So shout out to Asheroth for being there then and now. And (laughs) uh, for for the cool kids, I mean, the cool kids were a cornerstone classic. You know, Fader was connected to. Um, the marketing agency side of fader was called cornerstone and they worked with the cool kids but one time when i worked at buzzfeed in 2014 i did i was when i was at buzzfeed i was like okay they want me to do lists i want to interview rappers <laughs> let's do lists but they're just like the the content of them is just told by by artists so i did a list with sir michael rocks about um Exotic animals that he liked. Um, so shout out <laughs> to him for that. And actually, you're watching Tiger King. Yeah. I was thinking about him. I was like, man, like exotic animals really like they, you know, they, they get people. Um, and when, <laughs> when you get into it, you get into it. So.
0: Wait, not to spoil the list, but what was number one?
4: I don't remember. I feel like he was, it was all little stuff like flying squirrels was like the vibe. And I forget exactly. It wasn't like these are my favorite. It was like things you need to know. about. I don't really remember. Yeah, um,
1: uh, Naomi, are you somebody who uh, falls into, you know, watching something like the Tiger King because it is the center of conversation? Or are you just like perusing, you know, Netflix and it sort of like ends up right on your screen?
4: You know, I want to I want to enjoy myself and like have time where I'm not thinking really actively just like everybody else. But I actually find so that's what I'm trying to do when I'm watching stuff, but I I've found that like like even Tiger King I actually like couldn't I didn't finish it. Like I I've been having a hard time um enjoying binging shows right now mm. and for whatever reason it's weird, right? Because we all have like I guess more time than usual, but it just feels like actually like there's so many new things to worry about and like getting food into my house is a much more laborious and like taking up more space than it ever has. And yeah. so I'm like, I don't know, for whatever reason, I'm just not like, I haven't had a Saturday where I'm spending five hours watching something. Um, but I have been with the the show. That's really been like what I've been watching the most is old episodes of Top Chef. Yeah. Oh. Um, Which is weird, and I mean, I've always liked that show, and actually, I was on a Zoom birthday where somebody else said that they were watching Top Chef, and I was like, bet. And (laughs) I've been watching tons of Top Chef, and what else? Wait, episodes,
1: episodes you've seen before, or you're watching it for the first time?
4: So I think I've seen all the seasons. There's a new season on right now, so I've been watching that, but I've been watching an old season that I definitely watched when it was out, but it's like all old television, really fascinating to watch back something that was on TV just a couple years ago yeah. in like a pre me too world there's like, <laughs> definitely like creepiness that would totally be cut out now that's like not being cut out And you're like whoa so that's interesting
0: I also get freaked out whenever i see people who are close to each other on or, TV or touching their face yeah i'm yeah. just like no like you can't <laughs> put on a mask
1: yeah
4: one of the early or like the the last debate that bernie and biden did which was sort of i i had already been in my house for like a week or two um where they were asked about COVID. like biden was like you know like, just don't touch my face i'm like while answering the question was touching his face <laughs> i was just like ah, it's hard and obviously being on all these video calls you know people it's very people touch their faces yeah, I mean, the people do.
1: um have you been uh ordering anything on amazon have you been waiting for anything on amazon
4: you know, I try to avoid ordering things on Amazon in general. Wow. To be totally honest, like uh, shop local. You know, we not yeah. Like also like I don't believe in uh abuse. Like well, I don't. Man, I should. I should. Fall back for a second, but, I
0: don't, <laughs> but also agree. I, I, I agree, to, Naomi. I would
4: love them to treat their workers better. Yes, yeah. Um, especially at this time, and salute to every Amazon worker. But yeah, no, I, I, in general, also, and I don't. It's not even like a political, like ethical thing, but I just really prefer to buy the shit I need. It's just like I feel like we live in New York. I try to like live within my means, and I just prefer to touch something before I buy it. It's just, it's a that's a Sickness that I have so um, We have been ordering though. My my boyfriend eats like a lot more protein than I do Mm -hmm. So he is ordering meat off Mercado from like a halal butcher in South Brooklyn So we've Mm. been doing that I think now is a good time to team up with people on buying anything right and trying to kind of like just minimize how many People need to move around for any reason
1: Um, You've also yeah, you've also become an aunt recently and uh, you have not been able to uh, visit said child? Yeah, see.
4: Correct, yeah, so That's my gotta be dad, weird. it's super weird. I actually, I feel very blessed in this last year of my life, I have three babies that have entered my life in this season. It's actually really been interesting, right, to like watch um, all the, the three different pregnancies over the three different courses of this lockdown. Um, so my brother's wife just had a baby, my little brother, And, you know, pretty stressful situation, even though where they live in Athens, Georgia, the situation is pretty calm. Um, But, and the baby's name is Yossi, it's very cute. Mm. Uh, And, but yeah, my, my dad, you know, my parents are in their 60s, 70s, And uh, it's been difficult to try to keep them in the house. And my dad went, they they did a bris, um, but now the word has come down from the pediatrician that my parents cannot touch the baby. Mm. And I'm trying to also just get my parents to stop going to my little brother's house in general. but, you know, so my dad is upset. It, it minimizes the simcha of the the beauty of the baby being born that I can't interact with it. And I had to sort of gently remind him, like, Abba, like, I feel you. But also, like, remember that, like, it's completely TBD if I'll meet this baby in its first year of life. Like, just, you know, like, that's you crazy to, me, to remember, say. Remember that. Yeah, it is. It is. But, you know, like.
1: That's the world we live in. yeah.
4: Yeah. It's the world we live in. And like like I said, I've been for the last three years getting to know people over video conference. Like some of the projects that I work on at YouTube, I work with people in in Japan and in India, right? And like these are people who I've had the pleasure to meet in person but who really we've formed our entire relationships online. So not to say that like… It's fine, and that's the best way to do it. But I just—it's—I feel lucky to have a precedent for knowing that there is a way to kind of like collaborate and, um, g- like create affinities for people and get to know each other even when you're not, um, there. Yeah. So,
1: what, uh, yeah. What gives you hope when you wake up each morning?
4: Oh man! <laughs> yeah. What a
1: like. I mean, what a like question done. from Eric.
4: <laughs> this is a confusing time, right? I, I'll, I'll say this. At the beginning of this year, um, I was lucky enough to take a, a – a, bit of time off work and felt like you know i had some space to really think about where i wanted this year to go and you know i have mentioned a couple times my partner sam who you know i feel like we we haven't lived together and we made a plan to live together and made a plan to buy an apartment in new york and you know like i said i graduated college in 2009 at the peak of the recession i've been working my ass off since i was in high school to make money and be financially secure and so i was like really excited to um you know kind of just like begin like take all that time and all that work and begin this new chapter where we live together and we could have our own home in new york city so i actually like i started I, you know i've been i've been in the process of buying an apartment this year um and obviously that process is is like a whole different um ride yeah
1: now. yeah
4: but we are moving in june
1: oh my god
4: um, is the plan so so yeah and 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 I, I, I mean I don't know if that gives me hope every morning. I think when I wake up and think about this move it gives me a lot of anxiety. but I still feel you know like I, I've had a lot of conversations with my real estate broker in this last month and you know she sort of said to me like, is the plan to live in New York or is the plan to like completely uproot your life? like you still work at your job like what you know like this this crisis for some people, is a valid reason to completely change the course of your life but like where are you at and like the truth is right i'm super lucky that the course of my life and my intention in this time is to to continue to be a citizen of new york like i love this place so much and knowing that there's like another side of this where we get to like redo the floors in the apartment we own, and and knowing that you know I'm gonna be a citizen of, of Brooklyn for more time, and that I have the opportunity to get to know new neighbors. Like I know it sounds like I'm being <laughs> fully out of pocket right now, but like it it makes me feel good, and it that that's what I've been working for. You mm. know, um, that's that's what that, that that's the intention. Yeah. of you know, Justin Bieber. So, <laughs> um. So yeah, like that's that's, that's, that's beautiful. That's where yeah, I'm, I'm headed. You know, that's what that's what I'm pushing towards right now.
1: Naomi, we love you. Take care of yourself. Take care of Sam and uh, and Sam's roommate and Sam's roommate.
4: <laughs> yeah, shout out to to Angela. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: um, Naomi, take care of yourself. Stay healthy. Stay inside as much as you can. And uh, we'll be checking in. All right.
4: Love you guys. Bye. Right,
1: bye. Jeff, let's get on the phone now with Asher Roth.
3: Hello, Asher. What up, <laughs> gentlemen?
1: <laughs> What's happening?
3: How goes it?
1: Uh, you know what? All things considered, I think we're doing pretty okay. We're we're staying inside, we're staying busy, and we're staying sane. You know,
3: you got each other.
1: We do, yeah. And I mean, I, are, yeah, who's who's in your house?
3: Uh, well, my lady's here now. Let's Shout out to fun. her. Yeah, yeah. She, Megan's here. Uh, and you know, I kind of live in not not so much a commune, but like the place that I live in has three apartments. So, uh, and it's like an old building. So, we pretty much all live together. So, there's trust, though. There's trust. So, I can't be mad.
1: Are you doing a lot of cooking these days?
3: Uh, I am. I'm doing actually more dishes. Okay. I'm more on the dishes side. <laughs> You're so. a team player. I get yeah. it. Yeah. 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 You know, it's, that's just kind of how it goes. So, I do the dishes, but Megan's been holding it down. A lot of nachos. Mm. Um, a lot of like chicken wings. The good news is, I live down the street from a grocery store that is so
1: really good news v-
3: very convenient for us but yeah for the most part megan's been doing the cooking holding it down i'll i'll kind of tap in on like uh for breakfast you know i'm kind of a breakfast guy sure mm-hmm. but when things get real like when we start talking about like uh, an actual those, meal uh,
2: yeah yeah
3: yeah <laughs> <laughs> my uh, my sisters they uh what's there's like a a pot, a special pot that everyone's been talking about recently. I think it was like a hot um, holiday gift. Too. Oh, like it's a like
0: a, a la Crusette sort of like Dutch oven sort of
1: situation. Yeah,
3: yeah. You know what? I'm, it's like a. Is it called the hot pot or something? There's a hot pot. Something... There's a
1: crock pot. There's all different yeah, types of pots. Yeah, yeah. It's like
3: those are things that you can kind of just throw throw stuff in and be cool <laughs> with it. But yeah, for the most part, <laughs> I, I'm trying to. Uh, I, I just hold up my end of the bargain with the dishes. You know, have you guys been cooking? we have uh, yeah. yes
1: three meals a day for as long as this has been in effect but yeah we are uh you know we're lucky over here to have um a 24-hour grocery store just you know a couple blocks away so for us to be shopping at midnight that is really like a luxury um that we have and not run into people you know what i'm saying so uh yeah. so yeah we stock up we, we come back at you know 12 30 in the morning and and then we have enough groceries for the next week so we're uh we're working, you know.
3: Yeah, that's how that's how it goes. Quick shout out to Cousins Grocery Store right here in Philadelphia, holding it down, helping me out, and a lot of people in North Philadelphia. Yo, so that's shout that, out to Cousins.
1: That's real because I think that another thing that's come out of this whole thing is the appreciation for those people who are working as cashiers or loading in, you know, and stocking shelves and actually like doing the work that maybe four months ago, people would have just sort of like, you forgotten. know, forgotten. Forgotten. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, that obviously we're seeing things like uh, social distancing and lines and stuff. And it was funny because like, uh, you know, uh, a lot of the thing about entering social programs into the United States was like, well, you're going to have to wait in lines. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, well, uh, here we are anyway. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Asher, you're talking about like nachos and you're talking about wings. How much weight have you gained in quarantine?
3: You know, not as much. I'm. I've been doing the jump rope side of things. Oh, the and jump rope then, uh, challenge. Yeah is there is there a jump rope challenge? I don't know.
0: I feel like you just started it off. Yeah. Oh,
3: <laughs> uh, we can we can start it off. It's funny though because like uh, uh, some people really take it seriously. I'm just my. I set my timers for like eight minutes. <laughs> it's like, hey man, uh, whatever whatever keeps the weight minutes.
1: off and keeps you busy and keeps you like you know staying focused, then that's that's all fine.
3: Helps. And, you know, for the most part, I have decently healthy routines in the morning from the from the jump. So and uh, I'm just a lean guy in general. So, yeah, well, I, I only get, get that little pouch, that little kangaroo pouch <laughs> around the belly. And it's just like, OK, this is when I need to start kind of moving my body. But, yeah, I mean, like I definitely need to take it a little bit more seriously Not in regards to being, like, disrespectful or anything, but, like, uh, the good news is being kind of in the music world and uh, not really on tour or anything, it's like it hasn't completely affected my life. So, uh, you know, for the most part, I was only doing dishes and making rap songs before this started anyway. Well, okay.
1: So on that, you do have a new project that comes out on the 23rd, but that means, I believe, that this has been in the works for a while yeah. How, did you, how did you sort of envision this in a perfect world dropping and how did it change since everyone has been sort of forced to stay local?
3: So in a perfect world, there was going to be this pandemic that hits America <laughs> and shuts, <laughs> shuts down major labels. Uh, but no, yeah, I, I moved back to Philly in uh, 2016. I'm not sure if the last time we, we spoke, I know it was in Los Angeles, yeah. but I wasn't, I'm i not sure if I was in Philly yet. Yeah, So I, I think
1: maybe, I, mean, I think maybe, yeah
3: yeah i think i was kind of traveling so moved back to philly and you know it's been always kind of a goal of mine to make a record in philadelphia and you know i know some a lot of your listeners are familiar with the story but you know i essentially started in atlanta Mm -hmm. when it came down to it so i did atlanta new york and la and so when i moved back to philly the main goal was to record here and you know having the experience that I had and some of the friends that I had, I was like, Oh, I'm going to hit the ground running. Like we can get right to it, but it really took a while. And then I ended up just through a couple friends, my buddy CJ, Uh, I found a buddy, Rob Deckhart, who ended up, uh, he was a couple grades below me, but went to high school with him and everything. And he's just, he's a real whiz and just, uh, him and I are influenced by the same things. And, and he even kind of brought some stuff. Like we were listening to a bunch of like Roger Miller and, some more uh, Americana country stuff, very, yeah. some of the folk stuff. Uh, and that had a lot of, uh, not hard influence, but just as far as songwriting is concerned. And just those sessions of being able to hang with him, talk music, kick around some of the stuff, bring up like, you know, Commons like Water for Chocolate album yeah. and talk about how big that was for us. And, and he and I just worked together specifically on this record. So it's uh, completely produced by him. Um, which is very nice from a cohesion standpoint. Yeah. And uh, yeah, dude, it's just like, uh, it's, it's something I'm pretty excited about. But again, those sessions were so, you know, they're in basically the forests of Fairless Hills. And maybe sometimes people would, would bop in on us. But for the most part, it was just uh, him and myself. So. Again, not much has totally changed.
1: I think that um, a, a ton of our audience uh, grew up in the blog era. Um, and, and, mm-hmm. and on this episode, by the way, uh, in addition to you, is uh, Chuck English of the Cool Kids. And I think that people, uh, you know, hold that that era and that time very close to their heart, whether they were making the music, whether they were hosting the websites or if they were in the comments section. What did the blogs and that blog era mean to you?
3: Wow, what did the blog era mean to me? Uh, So for me, it's like, what's strange about it and even getting to where I am now is like, we didn't even realize what was going on then. It was just happening, right? And so a lot of people kind of talk about, you know, what would you have done differently? And even in certain respects, I'll watch old shows and I'm just like up there screaming with (laughs) like, you know, just like terrible performances. And there's a beauty in that because we didn't even know. And I think now that we've gotten so far down the the path of the Internet uh, and this isn't always the case but for someone like myself I might be more reluctant to share some things whereas during the blog era you know, putting out music that when you re-listen to it, it's like terribly mixed. And but there was such a, a, a great time about that. We were just kind of uh, just sharing, just yeah. sharing stuff, and it just happened to be getting picked up on blogs. And there were people early, uh, early adopters such as yourself and you know some of the two dope boys, yeah. and guys that are s- still around. I mean, again, I think they didn't even really know what they were doing or the influence that they really had. And and I think sometimes when you get privy to actually what's happening, it might impact your behavior. So, so for me, I'm just trying to get back to that kind of blog era mentality of just like, let's just do it. Let's just kind of go for it. And, you know, Chuck's kind of the same way where, uh, and, and maybe this, this quarantine is getting people back to it of just kind of creating and not, not overthinking. Um, and obviously there's a, there's a fine line between kind of over, over oversharing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, it's just that was such a cool time, like this pioneering uh, time. And I think that we're entering into a new one where hopefully there's some really cool innovation happening. Like, I'm really looking at ways to, given the fact that I'm not being shut down and I don't have to ask for a bunch of permission from major labels or things, I can kind of move forward uh, on April 23rd with a record. I think that's uh, the best. Absolutely, but then what you know we typically promote it via tour. And so yeah. now I've got to explore a nice little digital tour and we've really been having some fun and really interesting conversations uh, recently on, on how to make that a reality. So uh, I hope just like the blog era, some real innovation and some cool stuff comes out, Uh, of this 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 time
0: yeah i think the most like innovative stuff comes when your back is against the wall and like you have no like actual money coming in there's just like all you have is your imagination and so i think that it's going to be interesting to see like how when you take away the idea of hanging out with people or you take away the idea of being able to go outside (laughs)
3: like
0: very basic things it's just like okay well how do you work around that like you know and, and you end up with sort of like one of those um like uh, uh, not Top Chef or maybe like Project Runway sort of challenges where it's like hey you have to make a, a dress out of <laughs> aluminum foil and like a stapler yeah. and like you know a horse's head and it's like alright you know
3: <laughs> and, it, is- and it gets done and yeah. it happens yeah, yeah. So, um, it's, 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 I'm looking forward to it.
1: Yeah, Asher, uh, I, you know, it's funny. Just yesterday I saw that Don Cannon uh, put up uh, 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 or he got tagged in a throwback and he shouted you out from your guys' days back, back in Atlanta. Um, you're a Philly guy. You've spent time in the West Coast. But what did Atlanta really mean to you?
3: Well, I think Atlanta really showed me the game and, like, how it works and, and how to work. Uh, and you know late night studio sessions and stuff like that it it wasn't necessarily that that wasn't happening in philadelphia but it was just again uh when and where so when i got to atlanta and i'm you know uh i guess probably 2021 yeah 21 (laughs) yeah i'm just getting into it and i'm you know i'm wide-eyed so atlanta really showed me the game and you know the game within the game as well developing relationships i mean that's just as important i mean I I don't have a publicist and what's amazing is that I can sit here and talk to you guys and that's because there's a relationship yeah you know yeah and Atlanta kind of taught me that as well I think obviously some of the major cities you guys have learned that in New York that cultivating healthy relationships is probably the most important part of this game Uh, especially when something like this happens and things get shut down and you can't just you know uh, throw a bunch of money at something and fix it It really comes down to kind of the, the people you know and have developed these relationships with so I mean that's some life shit But that's also just you know getting into Atlanta and seeing how people were operating There's such a community down there and that's why you've seen Atlanta be able to thrive It's because it's it's people supporting people
0: but also I mean like artists are so are like the most insulated of the whole um, like food chain within all totally. this and so like Talk about the the relationships that you do have. I mean, like you know, we have a relationship because like we've we, well, honestly, because you, you were on our podcast like you know five years ago, or whatever. But before that, we didn't have a personal relationship. So like, right. it's it how how easy is it for you to reach out to people and to like basically do all the work that you, there used to be other people for?
3: It, it's not easy. It, it's much more rewarding, but it's not easy at all. And and considering it's like. They end up being kind of convenient relationships, right? Like I do something for you, you do something for me, which isn't necessarily how real relationships work, you know. Uh, So, like, uh, let me let me try to go back on the on the question. It's like what's been what's been hard for me is is like kind of breaking those two things apart and being like this this is work and just kind of having, you know, that. Transactional relationship and for the most part I shy away from those things and mm-hmm. I'm not very very good at them. So yeah. it's it's been really hard for me. And what's what's amazing is if you look at the features on my my record, it's like Yachty who shouted me out like three or four times on record, so I had to hit him up. I was like, yo, dude, like <laughs> this is amazing. Like once I heard a cat piss, I was like, Oh bro, like this is amazing. Like what's up? Yeah. It's buddy who I've worked with a million times uh, in in LA. Yeah. It's Joyce Rice who, uh, who's super homie from LA. It's Loji who's the super homie from Philadelphia. Yeah. And then you've got Gabby Duran who is, um, you know, with, with Chuck. And I didn't even know she was an artist. Like her and I are hanging out, making mushroom tea, having a blast. And, you know Chuck is one of my really close friends, so I send him a lot of stuff like, "Yo, what do you think about this?" or "Who do you hear on this?" et cetera, et cetera. And he was like, "Yo, you need to put Gabby on this." And and she sent sent her vocals back, and it was amazing. So, you know, um, long winded answer, but I try I really shy away from those transactional relationships of, of like, you know, I, I only hang out with you because you do something for me. And unfortunately, you know that the, that quote unquote kind of political side of things. Makes a lot of this stuff run, so it's it's been hard for me. But I think it's much more rewarding because the people in my life, like I, I care about,
1: yeah. Like, like I love there's them, a you, know? you genuinely fuck with them. Yeah, yeah I think yeah, that it, we found this too, uh, and it sounds like you're in this space as well. Where you when you do something, it it's not necessarily for for the money. You know, we have this conversation. We're not getting any money off of this. We're, you know, you're you're having you know uh, your your album is going to come out that will make money, but you're not doing it just for the money. It's out of the love. It's because you care about it because you want to put your voice out there. Same thing with what we do over here. And I think that in these crazy times where a lot of people are really investigating what capitalism is and what like a dollar really, you know, can mean or or whatever, people are, uh, especially artists, now figuring out how much they really love their art. And I think it's refreshing to be able to put something out there know that it stands for something and can have long legs rather than just cash in on, you know, a one single or, or one movement or, or one sort of like TikTok or feeling, you know?
3: Yeah. I mean, and it's like, you've seen it, you guys have been doing this for a really long time. And like, when things like this happen... And you're scrolling on the internet and then suddenly everybody's doing kind of the same thing it's like you know we saw it with the podcast stuff it's like uh kind of the joke of everybody's got a podcast and stuff And it it makes you feel like you're missing out like oh maybe i should be doing something and like it's very easy to kind of buy into that feeling or go chase that feeling of like oh i'm missing out i I need to be streaming i need to be get on ig live i need to be doing this because everybody else is etc but I think the cool thing about this album that I'm about to release and just in general, the music that I make is I was I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. So like the if if it makes any money or generates any buzz or anybody cares about it, it's just that's just a, it's a plus. But like it's been a lot of fun to make. I'm, I'm really happy to be doing it at home. Obviously, having guys like you support it and and other people, is just like, you know, We've been we're floating in the same uh, solar system and atmosphere, obviously, since that like blogosphere for yeah. a, dec- a decade now. So it's like you guys have been able to, I know, probably witnessing what I was doing 10 years ago and being able to see it now, that's like a real perspective. And if we get some new fans, then we get some new fans. Oh, man,
1: we we love stories like yours because, uh, you know, it's about resilience. It's about growth. It's about um, adapting to your environment. And I think all three of those things are in play, certainly right now as well. So your album is going to be available on all streaming platforms, I'm assuming?
3: It is, yep.
1: And RetroHash.com?
3: Yeah, RetroHash.com. And, you know, right now we're exploring, uh you know, live at RetroHash, which is going to be the, the digital tour. And hopefully we can do that in May.
1: Love that. That's super dope. Yeah. Well, listen, yeah. Asher, uh we love you. Stay safe out there. uh Keep up the amazing creativity and the amazing attitude. And we'll be checking in, all right?
3: I appreciate you as always. Tell Chuck English I said what up. I'm sure that him and I are going to have an EP on the way, too. That's usually a summertime thing. Love so. that.
1: Yeah, keep that cool. going. yeah Looking forward to that. Asher, be well, and we'll talk to you soon, all right? Peace, peace. Shout out to Asher Roth. Shout out to Naomi Zeigner, And shout out to Chuck English. Jeff, are we back tomorrow? We are back every day forever. As always, guys, not for real, for real. Sure, sure. We'll see you guys tomorrow.